This podcast is sponsored by Blue Butterfly, the go-to cocktail bar and place to meet on Earl Street, Maidstone. Bluebutterfly.co.uk. Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, hope you had a good weekend. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast on Monday, September the 20th. Coming up, we're going to have reaction to Kent's incredible win in the T20 Blast at the weekend. Plus, we'll hear about traffic woes following concerts in the county. But first, our most read story on the site again today relates to Insulate Britain and their ongoing campaign of blockading the M25. They posted on their website last night saying they plan to disrupt drivers again today after causing disruption on three days last week. Now, previously, they'd sat on the road near the Dartford crossing. This time, though, police made 12 arrests before the climate change protesters were able to block the carriageway. Now, the activists say they'll keep causing disruption until the government makes a meaningful commitment to help reduce emissions from homes. But London's Mayor Sadiq Khan says this isn't the best way to get their point across. I'm somebody who believes passionately about the right to protest. I also believe there is a climate emergency. This is not the way uh, to raise awareness of the issue. This is not the right way to successfully lobby the government to do right. This is not the way, in my view, uh, to protest. Protest should be safe. It should be peaceful. It should be uh, lawful. But also you want to encourage people to your cause. And I just say this respectfully and courteously. I think you're putting people off this really important uh, cause and ask people to reflect on whether they're hindering the cause or helping it. Look, it's a dangerous thing to do. Uh, it's holding up uh, uh, the haulage we need to be delivering uh, supplies to our supermarkets and uh, city centres. It's causing real problem to people who've got essential work and need to get to work using the M25. You're risking your own personal safety, but also those in vehicles uh, as well. I believe passionately about the right to protest. I, I don't believe that democracy only happens once every four years in the ballot box. There's signing petitions, there's going on protests, there's lobbying your MPs, and there's lobbying the mayor, there's making sure your voice is heard in Glasgow at COP26. This isn't the way to do it. A spokesman for Kent Police said at around 8.30am we received information that people were attempting to gain access to the M25 at Junction 1A, the Dartford River crossing. Officers attended and 12 people were arrested on suspicion of conspiracy to cause a public nuisance before they were able to gain access to the carriageway. They are currently in custody. While separate groups did bring traffic to a standstill in Hertfordshire. On one of the podcasts last week, we spoke to somebody from Insulate Britain. You can have a listen to that podcast to find out why they're carrying out this action. And you can leave a comment on the story at Kent Online. Kent Online News. Other top stories today. An anti-vaxxers have staged another protest outside a Kent school just days after a head teacher accused them of spreading conspiracy theories and disinformation. The group pitched up outside Simon Langton Girls Grammar in Canterbury this morning. It comes as all children aged between 12 and 15 will be able to get a COVID vaccine from today. A man's denied helping a teenager get away from the scene of a stabbing in Maidstone. 21-year-old Andre Bent was killed when fighting broke out outside Gallery Nightclub in August 2019. A 29-year-old from Hertfordshire has appeared in court accused of helping the teenager who murdered him by driving him to London after the attack. 
He's admitted a charge of violent disorder and is due to go on trial in January. The MP for Dover has met with the Home Secretary to discuss how to tackle the number of asylum seekers crossing the Channel to Kent in small boats. Natalie Elphick says with around 15,000 people crossing already this year, enough is enough. Well, Pretty Patel has recently announced plans for Border Force to use so-called pushback tactics and return boats to France. A mum from Sheppey has spoken to the Kent Online podcast about the stress she suffered after being confused with a criminal. Gemma Day from Sheerness has the same name and lives in a similar area to a woman who was recently convicted of defrauding a couple with dementia. She's received abuse messages online and has been chatting about it to Jamie. It happened on, I woke up to it on Thursday morning because I recently started up a walking group called the Sheerness Walking Club, try and get people out, get them active. And then my friend phoned me up on Thursday morning and was like, have you been on Facebook yet? And I was like, no. And she was like, oh, I think you need to go on Facebook. On your walking club page, someone's plastered the article everywhere about the Gemma Day who stole money. So I've gone on there and there was just like snapshots in all the comments of the article. And then comments like, how can you go and meet this vile person? She's trying to see who she can rob next. And then I put a picture up of my dinner because it's quite healthy, like trying to, it's like a good group to try and inspire health. And then underneath they wrote a comment of, she's um, brought this with someone else's money. And then I presume you had to try and convince people that it wasn't. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. My first thought was that. So I did two separate posts on two local um pages on the gossip board just to like verify this is not me and i am not that person and to put it out there because i really didn't want it happening again and also i've got two older children so what if parents at the school see this and then think that i am that person and say to their kids their mum robbed money off an elderly couple and then people try might try and bully my children so i just my first thought was i need to get it out there that i'm not this person once that was all cleared up did you receive an apology from the person at all no i direct messaged the person i do believe it's a fake account but even if it is a fake account please at least apologize say sorry like just apologize for what you did but nothing no response at all and do you worry at all that something might happen like this okay yes I do I do worry that it will happen again and like for myself I'm training to be a personal trainer and I'm planning on working for myself and starting my own business so if someone thinks that I'm that person they're not going to trust me they're not going to hire me or they might hire me just to come to, to do something to me a bit like a vigilante you don't know like what goes on in people's heads well, the Gemma Day, who was convicted, is a 30-year-old from Victoria Street in Sheerness. She pocketed more than £12,000 over a four-month period, but avoided going to prison. She got a suspended sentence and community work instead. The Kent Online Podcast with Blue Butterfly, Earl Street Maidstone. A man has died while taking part in a challenge to fly around mainland Britain on a paramotor to raise awareness of climate change. The team were attempting a 3,000-mile journey, which included a visit to Sittingbourne last month. The crash happened in the Scottish Highlands. Conservationist Sasha Dench, who's been nicknamed the Human Swan, is in a serious condition in hospital. People living on housing development near Snodland are angry as it's announced 
whilst a commuter coach will no longer stop there. Kings Ferry are changing the route that normally goes to Holborough Lakes. Residents say they were only given a few weeks' notice and now face a rise in travel costs. The owners of Canterbury's oldest hotel say it may eventually have to close if it's not allowed to invest in new accommodation. Directors at the House of Agnes in St Dunstan's want to build six eco-pods in the back garden grounds. A decision will be made on the planning application soon. Now, fans who went to see Tom Jones at the Hop Farm last night have criticised the traffic getting in and out. Around 6,000 people were at the gig near Paddockwood. Some say they were sitting in queues for over an hour when arriving and leaving. His fellow coach from The Voice, Ollie Mers, had performed at the same venue the previous night. Well, Kent Online's Lynn Cox was there for both concerts. So, Lynn, what was it like? They were brilliant. Ollie Mers, he, although he had a bad knee, um, apparently he popped it out in a gig a few weeks back. It didn't dampen the, the enthusiasm that he had on the stage and he was all over the place. And, um, you know, strutting from here to there and belting out his tracks and, um, yeah, laughing. He's a bit of a, he's a bit of a comedian. All round entertainer. Yeah, really good. But Tom, oh my God. (laughs) Are you allowed to say that on the podcast? I don't know. Um, he was, he was just phenomenal. I cannot believe how an 81 year old man can still strut his stuff on the stage and belt out these stunning notes and songs and you know even the covers that he did he'd done them just superbly and it was I thought it was a really well organized event sounds like on the stage then it was absolutely fantastic but unfortunately quite a few people have complained about getting in and out of the venues I mean this is something we hear repeatedly when there are big events in Kent um what was your experience on on both nights getting in and out Saturday night for Ollie um it was a breeze. Uh, there were only five cars in front of me getting into the um, car park, which was just a field. However, I got there a little bit earlier than I did the night bef- uh, on Sunday for Tom. But because I'd never been to the venue before, didn't actually know what the setup was. So I was directed to my parking space by a, a steward. But the problem with that is it's quite a big field. So if you go in early, you're at the exit. But if you go in later, you're in the far end without an exit. So um, the people who were down that end of the field did have problems getting out. In fact, myself included. However, my friend who I took to the concert to see Ollie Murs, it was Saturday night. We didn't, you know, we, I knew it was a big crowd trying to get out of a bottleneck. And so we just took it at our own pace. We just sat in the car for a little while, listened, watched our videos that we'd taken of Ollie, you know, had a little chat about it, had a, a drink of water, and then we started the car to move out. However, it did take an hour and a half. But as soon as you got towards the exit, the stewards were very good at getting you out of that exit really quickly onto the dual carriageway across the roundabout, and you were gone. As we neared the venue on Sunday night for Tom, I think I could just tell that we got to about two and a half miles from the venue and then there was obviously the bypass is straight. You can see all the traffic queuing up. I was like, oh, has there been an accident or whatever? Didn't know. So just queued up like everybody else. Luckily for us, 
we got there when it wasn't as long as the other people behind us. So you could see, I did feel sorry for the people behind us because even I was worrying, oh, I'm going to miss Megan McKenna, I'm going to miss Megan McKenna. And I did, I did miss Megan McKenna because I it did take us another hour to get through a two and a half mile traffic jam. Um, but again, as soon as you got into the car park, um, the stewards were flagging you to go that way. And I thought, no, I'm not going that way, mister, because I want to get out of here at a reasonable hour tonight. So I parked right at the, oh, five, six yards from the gate I was. And um, luckily, nobody stopped me doing that. Um, and yeah, uh, on the way out again, um, it still took me about 20, 25 minutes to get out of the car park. It would have been nice if there was a little bit more organisation in the actual field, but I don't see what else they could have done. It takes three hours to fill up this field. It's going to take hours to empty it. it. It's common sense. And people, I did see a few Facebook quotes last night when I got in, so but I've been waiting 20 minutes. That's not long. It's what you expect when you go to a gig, outdoor gig like that. You've always got to get through some sort of bottleneck to get out. And I don't see what else they could have done. Well, we have, of course, contacted the Hot Farm to see if they want to comment. At the time of recording today's podcast, we haven't heard back from them. But do check our stories at kentonline.co.uk. If we do hear back, we will include that in tomorrow's podcast for you. Kent Online reports. Plans for a large housing estate in Deal have been rejected over concerns it would be an environmental catastrophe. Developers wanted to build 117 new homes in Sheldon, but councillors objected, saying there are already too many in the area impacting the countryside. A Maidstone man's been bitten twice by a snake in his back garden after mistaking it for a children's toy. He thought it had been left outside by one of his sons and tried to pick it up. Luckily for him, it was a corn snake, which are not venomous, and it's been taken away by a rep- Centre after they were unable to find its owner. A campaign has been launched to raise £60,000 for two new bells at Rochester Cathedral. It's hoped the money will be collected in time to mark the Queen's Platinum Jubilee next year. Once installed, it will bring the total number of bells there to 12. Neil Jones is the tower captain. For us personally, it will be uh, being another ring of 12 uh, joining most cathedrals in the country which have 12 bells. And we will become the first ring of 12 bells in North Carolina. 12 bells is the optimum number of bells that uh, ringers aim to ring on. Uh, it, it gives more challenge, but it also gives us a lighter set of bells so we can become more established as a training centre for teaching bell ringing to youngsters and, and adults in the area. Bell ring has become one of those quintessential English sounds. If you picture that countryside, and you've got the bells in the distance wafting across uh, the, the landscape. But also, it's an important part of the church's heritage. Uh, the bells are used to call people for worship and some special occasions so here at the cathedral we will ring on Sunday morning to call people to worship at the cathedral we'll ring for special events at the cathedral as well and also to mark major national occasions such as the jubilee next year I think it is important because first of all it's maintaining a heritage and a tradition but more importantly the bells remind people that the church is here in Rochester and in a, where churches have bells in the other towns and remind people that the church is still very much active within the community. The boss of a Kemp wine company is stepping down. Fraser Thompson is leaving his role as CEO of Chapeldown in Tenterden after 20 years. He's going to be replaced by former Chase Distillery boss Andrew Carter. And we're being asked to 
donate any old Lego bricks we've got hanging around to help build a Christmas scene in Canterbury. An exhibition at the Beanie will include a life-size Santa with reindeer and elves. Organisers want to recycle people's unwanted Lego bricks, which will be donated to schools and childcare centres afterwards. Kent Online Sport. Cricket, and it was an incredible weekend for Kent as they won the T20 Blast for the second time. 14 years after first lifting the trophy in 2007, they took the title after victories over Sussex and Somerset on finals day. Joe Denley took three wickets to help the Spitfires to victory and says it was about time. It's been a long time coming. We've played some good white ball cricket over the last few years and, and not quite got over the line, uh, missed out in quarterfinals and stuff like that. So to get here tonight uh, is very special and to win it is obviously incredible. Captain Sam Billings was just 16 last time Kent won the trophy. He says their experience has been key. I think naturally throughout the course of the year, playing different sides and playing all of these sides before, having confidence in that over the last few years, we've been one of the best sides in the country. So we've earned that through the hard work that everyone's put in. And yeah, it's kind of pulled off tonight. A huge congratulations from us to Matt Walker and the Kent squad. Meantime, Kent's women have become only the second county side in the history of women's cricket to win a 10th domestic league title. They took the London Championship title by 12 points. And in football, not such good news. It was more disappointment for Gillingham at the weekend as they suffered a 4-1 defeat to MK Dons at Prucefield. The result leaves the Jules just one place and one point above the League One relegation zone. His manager, Steve Evans. I think first and foremost we should be two up. Should we call them to score after a couple of minutes when he hits the, hits the goalkeeper? I think if he goes across with Cal's quality, if he goes across he puts his 1-0. Vidit V's a great move, isn't it? It's a great move, great ball from Alec. He's a strike, he back to him, he lifts it to the back stick. I think with the in the ascendancy, we can, you know, we're causing them plenty of problems. Um, you know, the, the, the first goal in, in, in terms of um, how that comes about with the penalty, I'm, I'm not so sure whether it's in the box, I need to look at it back. Um, if it is in the box and there's contact, then it's a penalty. I'm not so sure it's the second yellow, though. First yellow is a silly yellow from Stuart, he puts himself on a, on a knife edge. Second goal just simply by defending the left back area. We we give a silly goal away. I think second half we, we decided that we'd rather lose heavily than and have a goal. And I think we did have a goal, but young man on the pitch who was going to stretch them and give gives a little focal point off of Dane and listen, I think for fifteen minutes we arguably maybe should have apparently ourselves, not giving. And we've had a couple where we've we've tested them around the box, so we take it to eighty odd minutes. You know, and we're well in the game, and then they got a wicked deflection to make it three-one. Well, then it's game over. But um, I can't ask any more of the of the ten players at any stage who are on the pitch today. Gillingham are back in action tomorrow night as they take on fellow strugglers Charlton at home. Well, that's all for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Plus, you can subscribe to the IM News app. That's going to give you access to all KM Group newspapers. Just head to kentonline.co.uk forward slash subscribe. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Blue Butterfly, the go-to cocktail bar and place to meet on Earl Street, Maidstone. BlueButterfly.co.uk